Welcome back to Africa Science Focus. I'm your host, Michael Kaloki. Eight of the ten countries in the world with the highest rate of child marriage are in sub-Saharan Africa. According to the United Nations, 37% of young women in Africa are married before they turn 18. Education can have a major impact on a girl's life. Girls with higher levels of education are less likely to be married as a child, while girls who are forced to marry while they are young are more likely to drop out of school and live a life of poverty. Girls are also at greater risk of complications during pregnancy and birth. On today's show, we hear how Malawian biostatistician Halima Twabi is using numbers and health data to understand and improve the health of babies, children, and mothers. A biostatistician applies mathematics, statistics, and data to the study of our lives. Halima tells our reporter, Charles Pensulo, that her goal is to make sense of the data she receives from hospitals and clinics to help governments create strong public health policies. And we hear why Halima believes role models can keep girls in school and spark their passion for science and technology. One of the challenges that impede girls' progress in this country is child marriages. What views do you have about that? Child marriages is a very big problem in the country. And I'll be speaking from my background, where I'm coming from. When I was in Form 4, and I went to my home village, then my dad was informing them that now she's yeah, she's done with her from four. And the first thing the people were like, so when is she getting married? And of course, when you go to the village now, you find that small girls, they're married now. And, you know, previously, the parents would have a role, okay? It could be something that is still ongoing, that the parents have a role. However, nowadays, you'll find that the girls themselves are choosing to go into marriage okay i feel for me it's still that lack of self-esteem especially in the rural areas lack of role models to tell them that it's not just about marriage okay marriage is not the ultimate goal for them the goal at the end is marriage okay in when you're in the rural area for girls in the urban, you, you, if we were to do a study, you'll see that there's a change, okay? They'll focus on the education. I remember when we went to Muhasua, while we were, you know, giving our talk, there was one girl behind who said, ah, in this village, I've never seen someone, you know, succeed. But for me, I understand. It's just the lack of role models. She's saying that in this village, we have never seen people succeed with education, you see? So it's a problem, but then it, if we're to do a, you know, a, a count, we'll see that it has reduced over time. And we also need to ensure that we teach our girls to have self-esteem, to be confident and to believe in, you know, in their capabilities. Halima grew up in what she calls the ghetto of Blantyre. Now, she's a lecturer in statistics at the University of Malawi, and much of her research is focused on helping girls lead healthier lives. Just 2.4% of the world's researchers 
are African scientists, and just 31% of Africa's researchers are women. Last year, Halima became the first ever Malawi researcher to be named one of the 20 young talents in the L'Oreal UNESCO for Women in Science Sub-Sahara Africa program. Halima received support for her work, finding ways to use statistics to provide more insight into the consequences of maternal HIV, both for the development of a pregnancy and the potential for the child to experience stunting or wasting. And you've done a number of studies uh, on development and application of uh, statistical methods uh, to child and maternal health data. Tell us more about that. Okay, so as a biostatistician, one of your roles or goals is to apply your statistical methods and also develop methods that will help to address complex problems that we face. One that I looked at, which I was focusing on looking at um, survival of TB patients who are on ART. How long do they stay within hospital? Uh, in addition to that, I've also looked at what's the impact of, let's say, a mother's HIV status on maybe child's growth or on death in children, especially perinatal deaths and currently I'm looking at developing methods now so in this case there are problems where you find that you want to look at um, the dynamics let's say in child growth among children who have been given a certain intervention it could be breastfeeding exclusive breastfeeding or complementary feeding then you want to see over time how does it impact their growth are we having a lot of stunted children in Malawi? However, the complexity that comes in is that the factors that are associated, let's say, with complementary feeding, let's say in Malawi, there's, you know, wealth because it's, it won't be everyone who will be able to feed a child the appropriate food. And the same factors can also affect what? The growth of the child. So these risk factors, they're things that occur over time. So... There are methods that have looked at taking into account the time period and the change in the factors, but then there's still more to be done in terms of methods that can actually clear these factors and, you know, or control for them or account for them. And then what you want is you want the uh, result that you get should be cleared from all these entanglements that are related to, to, to your outcome and your your intervention so that your conclusions that you give are not erroneous. By the time she reached the end of her bachelor's degree, there were only a handful of women remaining in Halima's mathematics class. Halima works with OWSD, the Organization for Women in Science for the Developing World, to support and empower young female scientists. Okay, so I joined OWSD, the global one, I think gosh, it must have been in 2013, 14, I don't recall that. Other women scientists don't know it very well. So I think it's a it's a plus to, to have a chapter, a Malawi chapter. And as we prepare for our launch, we are hoping that, you know, a lot of uh, women and girls in science will get exposed to OSWD and they'll also benefit uh, from it. And when do you intend to launch it? As soon as possible. We're supposed to do it 
on the 8th, which was like yesterday. Yeah, but then due to unforeseen uh, circumstances, we'd, we'd have to postpone it. Elizabeth Banderson is the chair of the Malawi branch of OWSD, which is planning science fairs, training and workshops for Malawi's women in science, as well as nutrition, health and safety education for girls and women. So Halima is highly recognized for her contribution in encouraging a lot of girls to pursue sciences. She's a woman scientist in the country who has dared to take subjects that most women are afraid of, biostatistics, mathematics. That's something that most of, of the women uh, find difficulties to, 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 to make strides in. So Halima plays an important role as a model, as someone who has dared what would call the impossible, that most of the female scientists are, or young women are afraid of pursuing mathematics, biostatistics. So as a role that she's played is, um, the, the most important role that she's played in science is to act as a role model and not just act as a role model and sit down but, uh, in, her, in, in her workspace, no, but act as a role model where she's actually doing the work and asking people to follow suit, like the young girls to follow suit and do what she's doing best. So she's acted so much important as a role model, but also for the organization that she she's played a key role in where she established it when she was at Chanko Girls for Science. That has also encouraged a lot of girls to do what they thought was difficult for them earlier. So all that taken together play uh, uh, one of the major objectives of OWSD, OWSD where we encourage young girls, not just girls, women who are already maybe have a master's, have a PhD, and they would want to do groundbreaking research in the country that actually gives more solutions and gives tangible products that benefit the end users. So she becomes very vital when we are talking to young girls in different places. Um, in the country. We are yet to start to roll out activities in full because we're still working with NCST on that. But I think she's going to become very handy in, in talking to young girls and actually mentoring them, not by just telling them that they can do maths, but also her skills in biostatistics can be used to teach young girls in different places, in different schools, on hands-on skills, on how to handle issues to do with data, mathematics, Across sub-Saharan Africa, many schools are unable to provide labs and other resources for students to explore the many fields of science. Halima is on a mission to make science more imaginative, hosting hands-on events and encouraging teachers to swap lessons in theory for real-world experiments. I think uh, with some of my friends, we had noted, you know, the numbers of female students. So we decided to say, I think we can, you know, do something about it. So why don't we start from like looking at those who are in the primary and secondary schools? Because, you know, those are the ones who need exposure. Okay. So it could be that they do not see or they have not been exposed to role models. And, you know, they just need to see fellow females just like them. It's just that we maybe we might be a bit older 
and you know tell them what we are currently doing they also see other uh, alternatives in terms of the career path and yeah and we have seen a huge improvement and we have seen girls who'd come up to us and say you remember you came to Muhaswa. Muhaswa is in Mlanje. We went to Muhaswa and and she said that time I did not know that there were, you know, science, these science careers. But now I'm here at Champ, I'm doing I'm under the faculty of science. And we're like, oh wow, this is amazing. You know, like such kind of stories push us to to do more. So we have done a lot of uh, school outreach activities. We have gone to um, different schools all the way up to Kameya, I think, and all the way up to Mulanje. Yeah, Chikwawa, I think we've also reached there. Um, we've gone to Machinga, Mangoti, Zomba. Zomba is like, yeah, uh, so close by. And we we encourage, you know, promoting the love for science using locally available materials. Uh, we have uh, engaged with uh, students, let's say, who are from the rural. Then we'll tell them things like, okay, you know, like we know that you may get um, water from maybe the borehole or, you know, where, you know, Chisime. So we, you know, tell them that you can, there's this method where you can filter the water. Okay, using local available materials, find, you know, stones, um, sand, cotton, or even a, a clean cloth, and just put your water filter. You have clean water. You mean you can boil it and, you know, you can use it for cooking or drinking. And you can find out more about Halima Twabi's career and her initiative, Malawi Girls in Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics, by visiting www that's www.scidev.net. Thanks for joining us. You can catch up on all Africa Science Focus episodes on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave a review. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Fiona Broom with reporting from Charles Pensulo. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Michael Kaloki. See you again next week. This program was funded by the Carnegie Corporation of New York.